What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourself. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Man, it's been a hot minute since I've been on the mic. It's been a while since I've been on the ones and twos. I mean, I took my original vacation. Man, I'm hot. I'm taking this jacket off. I took my original vacation. And then I took another vacation on top of the vacation. <laughs> like, yo, I took my time with some just enjoying this break, relieving myself from some of the regular day-to-day pressures. And it was wonderful. Christmas was amazing. I hope y'all had an amazing break with your family and friends and your loved ones. And you got love poured on you and you were able to pour out the love on other people as well. And I hope you just had time to kind of relax and reprieve and just think about things you want to do and think about life and just embrace the beauty that is life. I hope you were able to get some of those moments during this holiday period and during the celebrations and all of that. Uh, It was wonderful being home. It's always wonderful to go home, spend time with my loved ones, spend time with my family and, and with friends and just relax, you know, just let my brain decompress from everything that's happened in the year. And then also uh, at the beginning of this year, last weekend, which is why you guys didn't have a podcast last week, I went out and I saw my friend, visited with him, spent some time with him, with his new baby, which was just awesome. Spending time seeing just all his children grow up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how are they this big already? And then I realized maybe I'm just old. Actually, no, I am old. I'm getting older and older, but by the grace of God, hopefully I'm getting wiser and wiser as well. So it was wonderful spending time with them. I drove down there with my little brother, which was also awesome to have that little road trip. Um, Hopefully we can do more of that in the future. But anyway, 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 that's not why you come to the podcast. Welcome back to the Rambling Mind podcast, where we talk about all things personal finance. As you guys know, I love to talk about the money mentality, focus on the psychology of why we do some of the things that we do with our money and talk about some of the reasons and some of the ways that we can mitigate those things and adjust to those things. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about some of the biggest money hurdles when you make the declaration, when you make the decision that I am going to be better with money. So everyone starts off the new year with their new financial goals, you know, new year, new me, everybody's excited, pumped up, motivated, ready to attack the new year. And we have all of these things that we're going to accomplish. And when it comes to our finances, some of us might be, I want to get out of debt. I want to save more money. I want to invest. I want to do X, Y, and Z thing moving into the future. The thing is, there are certain hurdles, challenges that you will face once you make this decision. And in this video, I want to talk about those hurdles. But before that, I have a little story that I want to share with everybody. It's about two different dudes who were trying to go for the South Pole. One guy decided, yo, I need to take all the preparations and precautions to make sure that my crew is safe, I'm safe when we make this trip down to the South Pole. These were like one of some of the first people to ever try to make this adventure or make this voyage down to the South Pole. You had one guy, his name was Robert Scott. The other guy's name was Roald Amundsen. Amundsen prepared very much so. He took everything into account. He took the fact that his fuel for making fires to be able to make the food for his uh, for his crew would run out. So he brought even more. He brought more food than necessary just to make sure they didn't run out. He accounted for areas of possible failure. There's much more that he did for his crewmen 
to ensure that they were accounting for all the areas of possible failure points. He thought about what is it that possibly I can fail at to not just not reach my goal, but even worse, to fall off completely. On the other hand, Robert Scott didn't take a lot of these things into consideration. He just brought okay amounts of food, didn't really think about, hey, the fuel might leak. Even though that was something that was known, he didn't really put that into perspective. He didn't think about the amount of food that his crew is going to need as things get hotter and hotter and harder out in the field. And so a lot of failure points, he was just falling into those failure points over and over and over again. And in the end, Scott's team, although they made it to the South Pole, they made it there 33 days late. And also, all everybody on that crew died. Every single person, himself included. The only way we, that we know a lot of things about his crew and the people that went on this is from their journals, from their diaries, and the fact that a search and rescue team went out there later on. And because it was so cold, their bodies were so well preserved that we can tell that, one, a lot of their, there was no meat on their bones. Like they had lost a lot of weight. They were shedding muscle. They were just not in good shape. So what does this story teach us? One of the reasons that we tend to fail a lot when it comes to any goal that we have for ourselves is that we never imagine possible ways that we can fail at this. We never imagine possible ways that things do not go to plan. Usually, whenever we're planning something, we think in, in the most optimistic set. We always think like, yo, if I do X, Y, and Z, things will just work out always and I'll be able to reach my destination perfectly. That's what we think. We always think so optimistically that things will just work because I did X, I did Y, I did W, then I should be able to get to Z. This is how we think. But life is anything but predictable. Life is anything but direct. Usually what happens is you start at X. For some reason, you got to go back to A and then make your way back to A, B, C. And then all of a sudden you jump to T and then you can maybe go to U. But before you can get to B, you go back to O and then you do OPQ because life is not predictable. If there's one thing that we can expect for life is for life to be unexpected, for things not to go to plan. We live in a world of entropy, which just means chaos. We live in a very chaotic world. And if we don't think about the possible ways that we can fail at our goals, we will never be able to accomplish them. Ask yourself this question. How many times have you started to do something? You said to yourself, I am going to accomplish this thing. But then for some reason, a barrier shows up. You run into that barrier and it knocks you completely on your face. An unexpected barrier shows up, but because you weren't prepared for that barrier, nobody's mentioned that barrier to you. You don't have the mental capacity to adjust to that barrier. And guess what? You just completely fall off. You just say, you know what? I tried. The world just doesn't want me to do this. If you're a Christian, for some of my Christians, they'll be like, oh, the, the, the enemy is just attacking me. It's like, no. Failure is part of life. Failure is what builds us up. And we'll talk about that later. But the point is there are certain hurdles that you will definitely run into when it comes to your finances, when it comes to you trying to handle your finances better. And in this video and in this podcast, we're going to talk about five of the most common ones that I've noticed that has caused people to fall off the wagon, that has caused people to fall away from being able to accomplish the financial goals that they want for themselves. And we'll start right here with number one, which is peer pressure, peer slash social pressure. 
According to the National Institute of Aging, the health risks of prolonged isolation are equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Social isolation and loneliness has, has even been estimated to shorten a person's lifespan by as many as 15 years. What does this mean? You and I, as human beings, are social creatures. This is probably going to be the biggest challenge that you will face when you begin on this road of trying to get your finances in order. When you begin down this road of deciding, I am making a change with my finances. I am doing all the things I know I need to do in order to make myself better on this personal finance journey. The reason for this is we derive our value and our worth mostly from the tribe that we are in, from the people that we associate with. And so when we decide to make a change, it doesn't mean that everybody else decides to make that change with you. It doesn't mean that all your friends are also going to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to do it with you. Or they're going to make the same decisions that you're going to have to make. Which means there's going to be a lot of periods where you are forced to say no. Where you have to say, I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. Where you will have to do something else. Because your friends are still, even if even if you have a discussion with your friends and you tell them, hey man, I'm going down this personal finance and I'm not going to be able to do some of the things that I've been able to do in the past. I want to save some money. I want to pay off my debt. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Your friends are going to celebrate with you in the moment when you make that declaration. They're going to say, thank you very much. I'm here for you. New year, new you, all of that stuff up you. But guess what they're still going to do? They're still going to invite you to the same party. They're still going to invite you to the same bars. They're still going to invite you to go shopping with them. They're still going to invite you on the same trips. They're still going to encourage you to spend money in all kinds of ways. They're still going to do all the things that they've known you to do because they are not the ones changing. You are. You are. And so when you come back and you're freaking out like, oh, why can't my friends just understand? Why can't my friends? No, 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 no. It's on you. They are not being weird. You are. It's always interesting to me when people are like, oh, like you, you always hear the story about the guy becomes successful and then everybody says that he changed. And to him, it's like, I haven't changed. It's like, no, you have changed. You have changed. You have to have changed. That's what made you successful. You had to have changed. If you didn't change, you wouldn't be where you are. That's the point. Change is inevitable when you start going down a different path from everybody else. And so you, one, have to have empathy for your friends to realize and share with them that, yes, I am changing. I am doing certain things differently and to empathize with the fact that they are not the ones changing. You are the one changing up on them. But here are the solutions of how you deal with this situation. Like I said, one, empathize with them, empathize with them because you're the one changing. You're the one that's telling them no all the time, disappointing them. Get used to it. You will disappoint them a lot. You have to have these discussions early. Like I said, have these discussions early with them to let them know like, hey, I'm going down a new path. I may not be able to do the things that I, I usually used to do. I'm just trying to do something differently. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you. It's not that I don't want to do all of these things with you, but I'm on a different path now. I need to make a certain change. I need to ensure that I'm taking care of the things that I should be taking care of. Have that discussion early. Learn to say no. No doesn't always mean that you say directly no. 
it's different ways of saying no, especially with your loved ones. It's like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't be at this event right now. I have to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, I'm sorry, my schedule just will not allow me to be this thing right now. Hey, I would love to be a part of your event, but unfortunately, I'm already tied up doing something else. Hey, I'm sorry, I would love to come with you on this trip, but I just don't have the money to be a part of this. And I would love for it to be special for you. And I don't need my grumble self to be in your presence at that point in time. Hey, I would love to celebrate your birthday the way you want to celebrate it. But unfortunately, my finances won't allow me to be in that, be in your birthday celebration the way that you would love for me to do it. Can I show up for you in another way? Learn to say no in a plethora of ways. It doesn't always mean you just say no. I know we all seen the shirt that says no is a complete sentence, which it is, which it is. But how you share that no is also just as important. And then also, always remember your why. Always share with them because you're gonna get pushback even when you say that. Remind them of why you are trying to make some of the decisions you're making. Remind them that, hey, if I take care of all these debts, I can be a part of things more often. If I'm able to get a new job because I'm spending all this time working on my resume, putting in new jobs, going for networking events, doing all these things, I can be more available more often. I don't have to stress myself so much. You don't have to hear about me being stressed about the job that I currently have. Share with them the whys. Always share with them the whys. And then you have to show results. You have to show results. Because if you're just doing this thing or you say you're doing stuff, but you're not really actually doing stuff, you're not going to the level you need to go to and you're doing all this stuff, your friends are going to look at you and be like, yo, he's just skipping out on us. He's just abandoning us for no reason. So show results. There has to be some level of improvement because when you show results, your friends are going to want to come in that journey with you. They're going to be like, yo, I like what's going on with you. How did you learn this thing? And they're going to want to come in that journey with you, which means you have to have patience though, which is a hard part. You have to have patience for them to come on the other side and come alongside you. But the hardest part of this is you might have some friends you're going to have to let go of. Because there will be friends who will refuse to understand where it is that you are. You will have friends who will just not like the new you. Again, everyone forgets when they say new year, new you, you are becoming a different person. And some people may not like it. Even though you like the person you may be becoming, people may not like it around you. And so, unfortunately, there might be some friendships that you're just going to have to be okay with letting go of. And letting them just have their space. If they refuse to see the lane and the new vision that you are trying to walk into. Number two, FOMO. FOMO. I said it earlier, we are social creatures. We go from external pressures from our friends to do things, to be in environments, to spend money, to do all of these stuff. Or even on the other side, Instagram, social media, all of that stuff. We go from external pressures to internal pressures, which is something that we tend to ignore. A lot of times when people talk about it, they only talk about like, oh, peer pressure, people pressuring you, people pressuring you. But we ourselves also pressure ourselves to be a part of those things, to be a part of those things. We want to be in the crowd. We want to be a part of it. We are social creatures. It is in our nature to be a part of the crowd. And just because you decided I made a declaration that this year I shall see changes in my finances. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden, that magically things will just change. 
It doesn't mean that decades upon decades of rewiring that you've done for yourself, that you said, that you've told your brain, this is good when I'm around my friends and this is bad when I'm by myself. This is good when I spend money this way and this is bad when I don't spend money. When you, re- when you having to rewire your brain is going to take time and it's going to be painful and it's going to take you some getting used to a new you. It's going to take some time. The point is, you have to get used to the idea of missing things. That's just going to be part of it. There are going to be moments where you see your friends doing something on Instagram that they invited you to, and you had to say no because you didn't have the money for it. There's going to be times you're going to see your friends doing stuff and posting on all these places, and you want to be a part of it, but you can't afford to. So you have to say no. Missing out, fear of missing out is going to be real. But the solution to this is this. Remind yourself why you are making the changes that you are making. I like to, I love that book from Simon Sinek, starting with why. Because when you remind yourself of your why, your core value, the reason that you're doing the things that you're doing, it settles you. It allows you to keep the vision, the main thing, the main thing, and work towards it. So always remind yourself why you are doing the things that you are doing. Two, take time to figure out what exactly do I love to do? Not what my friends say I love to do, not what everybody else says to do, not what social media has told me I should love to do, but what do I personally, me, Kelechi Iwaba, whatever your name is, what do I love to do? Figure out those things and then do those. Because when you do those things that you love, you will never have fear of missing out because you're enjoying yourself too. So when people are doing their thing and you're doing your thing, you're just gonna be like, man, everybody's enjoying. And you'll be able to fully enjoy yourself in it. You'll be able to, to, to not have regrets so much of like, man, I wish I had done that thing because in your head it's like, I was doing my own thing too. So figure out the things that you love and then do those things. Do those things. As one of a new writer that I'm reading a lot from, Greg McCowan said, you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. You cannot do everything. And then some extra tips that will help you during this road of FOMO is delete social media apps if it's making you feel negatively about missing out on certain events or whatever. Trust me, you're not going to miss out on much anyway. Delete social media apps, remove it from your phone, or just turn off notifications. Turn off. There's, I don't know what it is about us that believes that we got to be connected all the time. We got to know what's going on. What if somebody asks me something? What if somebody... Look, let's just be honest. Most people are not going to ask you for anything. If they really want to get an answer from you, guess what they're going to do? Pick up the phone and call you. And if you miss the call, guess what they're going to do? Call you twice. The point is we, for some reason in our heads, believe that people need us so much. The truth is people don't need us that much. Just check it. Try this. Just try it for about a month or so. Turn off uh, social media notifications except for direct messages. And even actually, no, turn off all social media notifications. Just turn them off. Hide your social media app somewhere. Just hide them and turn off all notifications. And then pay attention to how many times people actually text you. And when they do text you, how important the texts are. Pay attention to just the notifications that you're actually getting that are of value. Because... What social media makes us believe is like, oh, people want to hear me all the time. People need to be connected to me. People need to know this. People need, no, it's okay. Take it off. 
My brother taught me something recently. I separated out <coughs> because I post TikToks, I post Instagram stories, I do all of this stuff. I started separating out. My brother taught me to do this. I removed social media apps from my my new phone that I got and I left it on my old phone. And so when I need to post, I can only post when I'm at home because this thing is only connected to Wi-Fi. So all of a sudden, all those moments when I'm out somewhere and I see something and I'm like, oh, I got to share this. All of a sudden it's like, yo, is it really that important? All of a sudden it's like, oh, it doesn't matter because our thoughts are not as valuable or as important as we make it out to be a lot of the time. No offense, no offense, but it's not that valuable. So turn these notifications off and plus social media makes us feel like less than way too often. And so take those things out. Go on social media for specific things and then get out. Do not spend your life scrolling on those things. But that's a whole conversation for another day. So to this degree, social media ignorance is actually bliss because then you don't feel like you got to keep up with anybody. You leave the life that you want to live. Uh, Hurdle number three, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. The Oxford Dictionary defines knowledge as awareness of familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. You see, one thing that I've noticed about us is we confuse having information with being knowledgeable. We confuse knowing facts with being knowledgeable. These are not the same things. It's, it's, it's so interesting. On social media, people be like, oh, because I can Google something, then now I know stuff. It's like, no. For you to be knowledgeable, if we go back to the definition, you have to have familiarity gained by experience. You need the experience of implementing, of implementing the information that you learn. Look, learning about a subject does not make you, it's not the same as having knowledge in a subject. You have to actually apply the information that you learn. So what am I saying? Listening to this podcast, watching TikTok videos, watching YouTube videos, watching IG, following different personalities, getting newsletters, reading about, reading books, all of these things that we do is not enough. It's not enough for you to just read about all these things and learn about all these things. You have to implement these things. You have to put it into practice. You have to do something. You have to put it into practice. Otherwise, it's all for show. It's interesting. In our day and age, we've turned a lot of these things into entertainment. We watch about personal finance videos just for the pure factor of the entertainment value. Do not confuse you being entertained by watching a YouTube video as the same as you actually implementing it and doing something. A lot of times when we have these goals for ourselves, when we say, I like doing these things and I want to improve myself in it, the only way you can improve yourself in doing in it is by actually doing it. It's by actually doing it. I read a Bible verse today. It's like, it says that there is no substitute for actual action. There is no substitute of you actually doing the thing. There's just no substitute. So here's the solution. It's very simple. Take action. Take action. Don't wait. Start doing it. Set deadlines for yourself for certain things you want to accomplish. Use the reminder app on your phone to say, 
by this time, I should have do this. Or use the reminder on your phone to say, when I get home at six o'clock, do X. When I get home at seven o'clock, do Y. When I have time on the weekend, reminder pop up so I can do A, B, C, and D. Set reminders for yourself. And then finally, do not overload yourself. Do one thing at a time. Because one thing that I've, re- I've learned a lot is we tend to say, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this. And then at the end of the day, you do nothing because you're just like, ah, man, I'm just so tired. I can't even, I don't even know where to start. But this leads into the hurdle number four, which is a fear of failure or making mistakes. According to the Cleveland Clinic, atikaiphobia, hard word, is an intense fear of failure. I don't believe this is what most of us have. I believe what most of us actually fear is change or the unknown. Think about it. The last time you were forced to make a decision of either going one way or staying the same way, I'm pretty sure, just like myself, we've all asked ourselves this question. Is it really that bad? Do I really have to make any changes? And then we go through this thing of starting to justify to ourselves why it's okay for me to remain the same. Do I really need to go to the gym? Do I really need to not pay for this subscription service anymore? Do I really need to get rid of these dress? I mean, I could still wear it. We begin to justify things. Why? We have a fear of change, a fear of the unknown. And part of it is the way our brain works. One thing you have to learn about your brain is your brain does not like change, okay? Your brain does not like change. The reason why is your brain is the most energy demanding organ in your entire body, which for some people that might be shocking, but you have to think about it. Your brain is literally, even though you don't think about it, your brain right now, it's regulating my heartbeat. It's regulating my hand motion. It's regulating the flu, the blood flowing throughout my body. It's regulating, it's doing a lot all the time. And so it needs a lot of energy, energy for it to be able to accomplish that. So when you start bringing in other things where it has to start working overtime, it does not like it. So guess what the brain does? It pushes back. It pushes back. And that's where we get that fight or flight response. When somebody tells us something and we're like, oh, do I really want to do that? I don't. I don't think I'm comfortable with that. It pushes us because our brain doesn't like the change. It, get, it gets accustomed. It wants to automate everything. It wants things to just flow and things to just happen. It doesn't want to have to press in and do hard work. Have you ever wondered why when you're sitting at a desk job, you get tired much faster, much, much faster? Have you ever wondered why? Because you're having to use your brain a lot more. You're having to think of critical solutions and think about all these things. And you're like, yo, why do I need to snack right now? I've only been sitting my, at my com- computer for about an hour. And then all of a sudden you're hungry. Have you ever wondered why that is? Because your brain needs energy. It needs energy to process information, to think all the time. But it also triggers that fear of change and the unknown. It triggers that fear of change and the unknown. The reality though is if we never change, If we never choose to take a step to make a change, guess what? Nothing ever changes. If we never decide to take a dabble at making something change from the norm, you will never see a difference. There will never be any improvement. There will never be any growth. So we have to take that leap. But if it's really that you have a fear of failing, if you have that intense fear of failure, 
The truth is, life is failure. Unfortunately, life is about the failures. Think back to you starting to learn how to walk. You did not learn how to walk immediately. You took a couple steps, you fell. You got back up, you took a couple more steps, you fell. Remember the times you learned how to ride a bike for those who know how to ride a bike. You pedaled a little bit, you fell. You got back up, you pedaled a little bit more, you fell. Failure is life. And it's the same way when it comes to your personal finances. You will meet a lot of pit holes. And more than likely, you will fall in them. I have lost my fair share of money when I started learning to invest. I have failed and tried to use all kinds of strategies to figure out how I'm going to model my personal finances. I have done so many things. Failures left, right, center. But it is part of the growing experience. Your failure is how you grow. It's how you improve. It's how you learn to adapt. So the only thing you can do with failure is to embrace it. There's no such thing as a perfect answer. There's only the answer that's good enough for you. So here are the solutions to this. Find people that have a proven track record and then copy what they're doing. Copy what they're doing. And then make it adjusted to fit your lifestyle and the things that you want to do. Look, when I say a proven track record, I don't mean people who have fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy clothes, fancy shoes, fancy bags, and all these other things. No. Someone who can show you the process of how they were able to accomplish the things that they were able to accomplish. Someone who didn't just rely on luck because there will be a lot of people that will be like, yo, check out this thing. And it's like, yo, you got lucky. Be careful of who you do choose though. If it seems, if what they're saying seems too good to be true, it probably is. Find somebody else. Find somebody else. And there's a lot of people. I suggest starting with somebody like Ramit Sethi. I have copied a lot of the strategies when it comes to personal finance because it works. When I first started this game, I started with Dave Ramsey. I copied his strategy. It worked. I switched over to Ramit Sethi. His works. Maybe I'll I've switched over. Some of my money mentalities come from Morgan Housel. Why? It works. I steal ideas from people who provide wisdom. And I implemented, like, look, one thing you will learn very quickly about your life is your life is like a quilt. You keep adding patches for every single thing you learn. Sometimes you rip out some old stuff and you put in new stuff. That is part of the game. You will fail. You will, you, you will question everything, but that's part of the game. Learn how to fail. And then finally, the last one, number five, a lack of consistency. A lack of of consistency. A lot of us don't like to admit it, but we are a lot more childlike. I mean, think of a child. You teach them about oranges and how oranges grow from a seed and how then it can produce hundreds and hundreds of oranges for you. The child gets excited. He find, he eats his orange and he takes the seed. He says, dad, I want dad, mom, I want to plant this outside. You go with him. You plant it in the soil. You dig it up, you put it in the soil. The child is excited. He goes inside. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. What is his expectation? What is that child's expectation? Especially if he's watched Jack and the Beanstalk. His expectation is, I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to look outside. And I'm going to see an orange tree out there. But when he comes back and he looks outside and he doesn't see an orange tree, he gets disappointed. He's like, but, but, 
there's supposed to be trees out there. So guess what he does? He runs outside. He digs up the seed. He says something must be wrong right here. He moves the seed to another spot, digs up again, and replants it. A lot of us are exactly like this child. We expect to see results overnight. We lack the patience to wait for things to develop over time. We want immediate results. We want to start working on something today and we want it tomorrow. The amount of people that come to me is like, yo, I've been working out. I'm not seeing any results. Like, yo, how long have you been working out? A week? Like, what? No, it takes time. And it's the same way when it comes to our finances. It will take time. And another piece of this is motivation is not enough. Motivation gets you started, but it definitely does not keep you going. It's going to get you excited. You're going to be happy. But like every year when I go to the gym, right around February, second week in February, oh, look at that. The gym is empty again. I can finally enjoy my equipment. I can finally work out properly. Because every year everyone starts up motivated. This is my year. New year, new me. I can do this. I can do that. Motivation is not the answer. Consistency is how you get to where you want to be. So here's the solution to this. Create a plan and stick to that plan. Create a plan and speak to that plan. Expect for things to take longer than you think it will take. Enjoy each small victory that you earn along the journey because it will be a long one. Avoid all get-rich-quick schemes. If it sounds too good to be true, trust your instincts. Play the long game and ignore the noise. There will be a lot of things that want to get in your pockets that tell you that this is the solution. Ignore the noise and stay focused on the path that lay before you. I loved, I was reading Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs chapter 4, and he talked about Take the time to ponder the path that you want to walk on and then stick to that path. Don't look left. Don't look right. Take the time to think about the path that you want to walk on and then stick to it, which means plan and then go. Be consistent. Stay on top of it. And then one last bonus one, envy. Charlie Munger, I believe, said it best when he said the world is not driven by greed. It is driven by envy. As you begin down this road, You will meet a lot of different people. You will see a lot of different things. You will see some people that you believe you're better than, but yet they're accomplishing things that you want to accomplish. You will see friends go ahead of you. You will feel behind from time to time, just like, why isn't these things working for me? And it's very easy during this time to begin to breed, to start having envy in us and have contempt for the people around you. Do not. Never fall into this trap. It is a dark and painful and hopeless place to be in. So here are the solutions. As Jalen Rose says, appreciate your position while plotting your promotion. In other words, be grateful for where you are right now. Find reasons to be thankful for what you have in this season. Because this season will only be here once. And you will never be in this moment ever again. So find reason to be grateful for what you have in this season. But work hard. Put your head down and work. Work towards the goals that you have and make those things come to pass. And then finally, learn to celebrate the victories of others. Celebrate with your friends. 
Celebrate with that random on social media who's happy about whatever it is that just happened. Celebrate with others. Because and use it as a prayer point for yourself of like, yo, I will be there too one day. And then learn what you can from those people who are already winning. Maybe you can pick a thing or two up from them. But anyway, that's all I have in this podcast. This was an extremely long podcast, longer than usual. Uh, but yeah, these are the five main hurdles. Like I said, the first one is peer pressure. Just because you change doesn't mean your friends are going to change. Or it doesn't mean that your friends are going to start seeing things magically differently. They still expect you to be the same person. So expect a lot of pressures and a lot of differences to show up in the way that you relate to other people. Number two, FOMO. You yourself are going to put pressure on yourself about everything that everybody else is able to do. And you are having to take a, take a step back from doing. Learn the things that you love and, and enjoy the things that you love. Spend time enjoying the things that you love. And you will regret missing out on stuff a whole lot less. Also, maybe just get rid of social media. It doesn't mean you have to delete the app. Just turn off notifications so you don't know what's going on. Just have key important notifications come into your phone. Number three, lack of knowledge. Never mix information and knowledge up. Knowledge is you actually applying the information you learn about. If you never apply it, it's not you don't have knowledge about it. Number four, fear of failure. The truth is failure is part of the game. It's the only way that you can grow. And it's how you learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Number five, lack of consistency. Motivation gets you started, but it's not going to keep you going. So you have to find ways to consistently do the things that you know you ought to be doing. And then the bonus one, envy. Celebrate with others. Celebrate the victories that they have because they will celebrate with you as well. Be grateful for what it is that you have in this season but then continue working towards the goals that you have for yourself. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all in this video. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. Man, I really had a whole lot to say, didn't I? Seeing as this is a 40-minute podcast. My God, I'm probably going to drop this to be in two parts. But thank y'all so much for listening. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, hit that like button. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button. If you loved it, share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, one person you just kind of like, eh, about. And by that time, you to share it with every single person that you know. But it's been your boy, Kalechi. I'm going to catch you all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace. Whoosh.